So we'll be reading from Mark uh, chapter 1, verses 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them as one who had authority, not as teachers of the law. Just then, just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all, the people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on him. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. And Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out. Uh, well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name's Ben, and uh, please let me add my welcome to you to AAU's public meeting uh, for this Monday of week four. Uh, now, I'm one of the senior staff uh, who worked alongside the EU, and the EU has invited me to come and speak today and open up uh, kind of this part of Mark's story of Jesus with you. Um, welcome especially if it's your first time, if you're visiting today, uh, if a friend perhaps has brought you along. Uh, I think it's great that you're here and I hope you find this time interesting and helpful. Uh, and yes, yeah, thank you to the EU for inviting me to come and speak. Uh, now as we begin, uh, today we're going to begin a series that goes for the next two weeks and it, uh, it's called God With Us. Uncovering Jesus. Uh, here on main campus, there'll be different uh, talks, so a little bit different from usual. But uh, Monday through to Thursday on main campus, we'll have different talks from different speakers uh, going through uh, parts of this story of Jesus that one of his followers, Mark, um, wrote. Uh, so do come along again tomorrow. Uh, it won't be me. Uh, so, you know, if you find this is a. <laughs> If you don't really enjoy today, then that's okay. You can come back tomorrow, different speaker, different topic. Uh, so do come along again as we uh, yeah, explore this idea of God with us, 
Uncovering Jesus. Uh, today, we're going to be considering uh, these episodes from chapter one uh, that Alex read out for us. Thanks for that, Alex. Uh, it comes from chapter one, so it's near the beginning of Mark's story of Jesus. Uh, as Jesus kind of explodes, if you like, onto the scene, uh, onto the public scene, I think if Facebook had been around, uh, you know, social media would have exploded in his day, as Jesus kind of enters the scene. And uh, here we do learn that uh, Jesus proclaims and pictures God's good news. And that good news is that God is now with us, reigning as king. And when God reigns, evil is expelled and sickness is healed. God's now with us, reigning as king, and when God reigns, evil is expelled and sickness is healed. Uh, So here's where we're going. Here's a bit of an outline. Uh, First, we'll uh, see that Jesus proclaims God's good news and kind of explore it at the the beginning and the end of what was read today. Uh, Then we'll see two pictures of God's good news, how Jesus pictures God's good news as he explodes onto the public scene. And then we'll think a little bit about responding to God's good news and last explore, well, what's next then? What's next for us today? Uh, that's where we're going. Okay, so first, Jesus proclaims God's good news. Uh, now, I should say, uh, before we get into this full disclosure, in the interest of, sort of transparency and openness, uh, towards the end today, I am going to invite you in that kind of what's next, responding to God's good news, I'm going to invite you, if it's something that you want to do, even today, to respond, as Jesus says, to actually repent and believe in God's good news. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that, even today, if that's something that you decide by the end that that's something you want to do. Uh, so that's, that's what's coming up. Um, okay, back to point one. Jesus proclaims God's good news. And that good news is that God is now with us reigning as king. Uh, We see that in verse 14. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So Jesus proclaims God's good news. God's now with us, reigning as king. Uh, that, that is what it means for God's kingdom to come near. It means that the reign of God has begun. And that reign of God is expressed because Jesus has come now. Jesus says, I'm here. And so the kingdom of God has come near. Now Jesus has come as the Christ, the Messiah. That's how Mark begins his story of Jesus. Uh, Back there at the very beginning of chapter 1, he says, the beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Uh, Now, Messiah is just the Hebrew word uh, which translated to Greek as Christ. So that's why we call Jesus, Jesus Christ. Now, I do from time to time meet people, um, probably mostly international students, but people who think that Christ was just Jesus' surname his family name or something. But that's actually not the case. I mean, if that's one of you, 
that's okay. It's easy to make that mistake. We call him Jesus Christ, I guess. Uh, but no, Christ was actually a title. And uh, in Hebrew, it's Messiah. In Greek, it's Christ. Uh, and that title means God's king. God's appointed, chosen, promised king. So when we call Jesus Jesus Christ or Jesus the Christ, we're actually saying that he is God's promised chosen king. And so that's what Jesus says as he explodes onto the public scene. He's saying, I'm here. The reign of God begins now with me. Jesus proclaims God's good news. God's now with us, reigning as king. Uh, And towards the end of this episode, from verse 35 to 39 there, Jesus emphasizes this fact. You know, even as, you know, kind of everyone seems, the whole world, at least uh, the whole regions of where Jesus was, as he's exploded onto the public scene, they've kind of bought into the hype of what Jesus is doing. And who could blame them? It's, It's extraordinary. He's healing, he's casting out demons. They've all bought into the hype. But what does Jesus do? Well, he remembers... He remembers his relationship with God and he remembers what God wants him to do. So look there with me at verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone's looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Jesus remembers his relationship with God. He goes off to pray. And he remembers what God wants him to do. Preach. Proclaim God's good news. And so that's what he does. That's point one. Jesus proclaims God's good news. God's now with us, reigning as king. But then Mark kind of gives us pictures of God's good news um, in this, the kind of longest part of what was read out. Two pictures of what it means for God to reign as king. And he gives us these because that's what Jesus does as he kind of moves around and teaches. He proclaims God's good news. He also provides pictures of what it means for God to reign as king. Pictures of what life in God's kingdom is going to look like. And the first picture is that when God reigns as king, evil is expelled. Now, uh, we saw this in in uh, kind of the middle section here, verses 21 to 28 and uh, 32 and 34. Now, I don't know what you kind of thought or what pictures popped into your mind when you uh, heard that story read out. And when you heard about, uh, you know, someone possessed by an impure spirit or uh, about demon-possessed people coming to Jesus, uh, perhaps you thought of uh, that classic movie, The Exorcist. Or um, I've got three kind of young sons and they're really into Lego. I mean, like, really into Lego. We have way too much Lego in our house. Anyway, uh, my, even my four-year-old, Rupert, 
the first thing, he got up quite early this morning. It was before 5.30. And he, he, wanted, to, he wanted to play with Lego. Um, uh, anyway, so when Lego Masters, well, did anyone watch Lego Masters? When it was, come on, you can admit it. This is a safe space. <laughs> Lego Masters, no. Seriously? No one in the room? No? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, well, I'm going to show you a little bit of what you missed out on. It was, <laughs> it was great. Um, but there were two contestants, Jimmy and Maddie. Uh, one of the challenges involved, they had to recreate out of Lego um, a, uh, a scene from uh, a classic movie. This doesn't seem to be working. Uh, so they chose the Exorcist, this kind of young couple. I think they'd be of your generation, not mine. Um, but they'd obviously seen this movie, The Exorcist, and they created out of Lego uh, one of the classic scenes where uh, there's a spinning head and you know there's a demon-possessed girl and a priest is trying to... Um, if I can get this thing to work. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, so... Uh, they recreate this scene where the priest is trying to, and they actually put a motor in it. Uh, I don't think it's going to come up. Uh, but they put a motor in it and the head's spinning around. Um, I think it was a little bit out of scale. The heads were a little bit large, uh, was the feedback they got. Uh, but maybe, maybe that's what you picture. Uh, if you've seen that film, um, yeah, maybe more of the pop culture you're into is B-grade horror films. Uh, but perhaps that's what you pictured when you read about these things. People possessed by impure spirits. Uh, Demon-possessed people coming to Jesus or being brought to Jesus. People controlled by uh, evil spirits. Uh, and perhaps you kind of think, well, does that really happen? You know, it's, uh, perhaps you might be thinking, you know, in this, this age where we kind of believe more in science, and we think there are natural explanations for all the supernatural phenomena that people used to believe in in the past. Maybe that's maybe you have quite a, a skeptical response to this in the story. Maybe you might be thinking, perhaps that's what we might call uh, certain types of mental illness today. We have a natural explanation for it. Uh, well, if that's you, then uh, let me just kind of suggest that perhaps there really is uh, the possibility that supernatural things do exist, that there actually are personal, spiritual uh, evil that kind of exists in the world, in the universe. Uh, I work a lot with international students who come from all over the world. And I think it's fair to say that a lot of the world's you know, all the people alive today, particularly those in Asia and Africa, South America even, believe in these things, that supernatural, personal, spiritual evil exists. Uh, and maybe, maybe it's a, a question of worldview. So if you admit uh, in your worldview that, uh, well, perhaps it's possible that supernatural things exist, that maybe uh, outside what you currently believe about the world, 
there's the possibility that supernatural things exist. Maybe it's a little bit like um, what Hamlet says um, in Shakespeare's uh, play Hamlet. To Horatio there, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Well, maybe if you kind of omit the possibility and kind of think about this in terms of the worldview of the Bible, uh, maybe this does make sense. That evil, kind of personal, spiritual, supernatural evil, in this way, when God reigns, as Jesus comes as God's king, that evil is expelled. Maybe it does make sense in the worldview of the Bible. So Mark paints that picture because Jesus paints that picture as he comes. That when God reigns as king, evil is expelled. Jesus has clear and decisive authority over these impure spirits, these demons, over the personal, spiritual, supernatural evil that exists. Well, the second picture that that Mark paints because it's the second picture that Jesus paints. So when God reigns as king, sickness is healed. And don't we all want that? Wouldn't um, Sheneg, whose video we saw earlier, wouldn't he want that? Now we're taken here in verse 29 to uh, a really personal, kind of uh, intimate household scene now, away from the crowds, where in someone's home. And Jesus here, as they go to the home of of Simon, where Simon's mother-in-law there in verse 30 is in bed with a fever, they tell Jesus about her. Now Jesus here, he breaks social taboos. He takes her by the hand. He touches a woman, an older woman, and not just any woman, a sick woman. Jesus touches He takes a sick woman's hand and heals her. He helps her up. Now she's Simon's mother-in-law here. She's in bed with a fever. And in those days, you know, kind of before antibiotics, before uh, even we understood the germ theory of disease, a fever could be life-threatening. A fever was life-threatening. But Jesus takes her by the hand. He helps her up. He raises her from her deathbed and restores her to healthy life. And she waits on them. Uh, a little bit like uh, my lovely mother-in-law, Julie. Uh, you know, whenever we were over at her house, she loves just serving us with food and drinks. That's what Simon in law, uh, Simon's mother-in-law does here. When God reigns, sickness is healed. Don't we all want this? Uh, Now, uh, I'm a graduate of the University of Sydney. For those of you uh, toiling away in uh, your bachelor degrees, then it can happen. (laughs) You can graduate, you can finish. Uh, I finished in the year, uh, well, last century I was studying. Um, Last millennium, actually. (laughs) I finished in the year 2000, uh, the year of the Sydney Olympics. Uh, And I did an honours thesis which you know, almost miraculously I managed to finish. Uh, it was quite stressful towards the end. 
Uh, I didn't honestly, so I did uh, honors in chemistry, inorganic chemistry, I was looking at, um, uh, what was I doing? Spectroscopic and biological studies. This is my honors thesis, by the way. Um, spectroscopic and biological studies of an osmium ruthenium complex. There you go. I'm not even sure I understand what that means now. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Uh, but while I was uh, doing my honors year, uh, one of my mum's sisters, my mum's one of eight children, she grew up in Malaysia. Uh, one of her sisters, um, Auntie Suyin, we called her, uh, she got sick with breast cancer. And actually that year while I was uh, doing my honours year, she, she passed away. Uh, and uh, part of what I was doing in my honours year was investigating uh, this osmium ruthenium complex because it showed some, uh, some promise as an anti-cancer drug, a metal-based anti-cancer drug. Um, and so I decided uh, when it came time to sort of finish writing up uh, to dedicate uh, my honours thesis to Auntie Suyin. Um, yeah, so I wrote here on the dedication page, for Suyin Fung, in loving memory and expectant hope. When God reigns, sickness is healed. Don't we all want that? Now, no, I, I have to say that there is still sickness in the world today, and perhaps you're suffering at the moment from that. Uh, I know in our family, there's, there's chronic, ongoing sickness. Uh, not as serious as cancer, but still, it impacts our lives. There's still sickness in the world today. But Mark pictures here for us that when God reigns, as Jesus came to the earth for the first time, he pictured in his life, in his power over sickness, as he healed not just Simon's mother-in-law, but, but many people who were brought to him. Jesus pictures that when God reigns, sickness is healed. And the Christian hope, the hope for all God's people, is that when Jesus returns and fully brings in God's kingdom, then evil is expelled, sickness is healed, and we will enjoy with God life in His kingdom with no sickness, with, without even death or pain, with no sadness. And that's what we get a little bit of a picture here uh, from this episode when Jesus came the first time. That when God reigns, sickness is healed. And that's the Christian hope. So Mark's given us two pictures of God's good news. That as Jesus came the first time, evil is expelled and sickness is healed. So how do we respond then? How are we to respond to God's good news? Well, Jesus is quite clear in verse 15, where he says, Repent and believe the good news. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. 
So first Jesus says, repent. Uh, now repent is uh, it's just a word that means to, to do a U-turn. Uh, it means to, uh, it's about a complete change of mind and heart, which leads to a changed life. It means admitting that you have lived life without God, that uh, if you're honest about yourself, in perhaps a small but in a very real way, each of us is a part of the evil in the world. Perhaps in a small but a still very real way, we're part of the evil in the world. We each reject God's reign over us. And so we do things we regret, we hurt others. So repent means to to turn around, it means committing to live under God's reign now. Committing to live with Jesus as your king. That's the first thing, repent, Jesus says. And the second thing Jesus says is to believe. To believe, to, if you like, receive Jesus' rescue, to take hold of what Jesus does in expelling evil and healing sickness. It's to trust or to rely, to depend upon Jesus for rescue. Now, when I was, um, when I was in primary school, uh, one of my friends had a holiday house. His family had a holiday house at Wagstaff. Uh, and he very kindly, his, his family invited me to come stay over the summer holidays. Um, so I went up. Um, growing up as a kind of a, in an Asian household in Australia, I wasn't a fantastic swimmer. Uh, and I didn't really know what a bodyboard or a boogie board was. Uh, but uh, we went one day, we, we sort of drove from Wagstaff around to McMaster's Beach on the central coast, which um, has much better surf. Uh, and I borrowed, I think, my friend's sister's, you know, sort of bright pink boogie board. Um, but I didn't really know how to strap it on properly. And so the surf was pretty rough that day. So we went out and a big wave came along and ripped kind of the, the, the bodyboard off my wrist. Yeah, it's a wrist, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I didn't even know it, but uh, clearly I was struggling because the lifeguards uh, <laughs> saw that I was struggling <laughs> in the surf. And they actually patted out to me. I, I was, like, looking back, I didn't really know what was going on at the time. Uh, but, you know, they came out on a surfboard and uh, kind of reached out a hand to give me a hand. And I just, I just sort of gratefully took it. Um, meanwhile, my friend had rescued his sister's <laughs> um, bodyboard. Uh, and we all, you know, got back to the beach and uh, I think my friend's mother decided not to take us there again that holiday. But this is what it means, I think, to believe. This is a bit of a picture of believing. It's that moment. It's reaching out your hand as Jesus has extended his to you in rescue and taking Jesus' hand, receiving his rescue, saying, yes, I want evil to be expelled. I want Sickness, healed, rescue me, Jesus. Repent and believe. So that's what we've seen. Jesus proclaims God's good news that when God reigns, uh, as he presents pictures of God's good news, 
When God reigns, evil is expelled, sickness is healed. And so we ought to repent and believe. So what's next? Well, maybe you're here um, and you've got lots of questions. Well, then let me encourage you to, to grab one of these um, or I think I'm speaking for the EU when I say, if you borrowed one today, please take it with you. Is that, is that right to say, Brian? Somebody who has authority about this? No? You can borrow it? No. Maybe get your friend to buy it for you? Yeah, get your, get your friend who bought you <laughs> along to, to buy it for you. They'll, they'd love to do that, by the way. If they won't do it, come to me. I'll buy it for you. <laughs> but grab one of these and, and read the rest of the story. Like we've, we've just delved into a bit of chapter 1. Read the rest of the story to, to explore how Jesus rescues us. And more To get more pictures of what we need to be rescued from and how Jesus does it as he comes to reign as God's king. Uh, do that. Um, maybe read it with the friend who brought you along or invited you today. Uh, I'm sure they'd love to do that with you. Um, so grab yeah, one of these, get your friend to buy for you um, or me. Um, and that's one way to kind of keep exploring and keep getting your questions answered um, about Jesus. But it may just be that perhaps you're here today and you've realized, well, yes, that's exactly what I need to do. I need to repent. I need to turn around. I need to believe. I need to receive Jesus' rescue. And if you want to do that even today, then what I'm going to do is I'll lead us through a prayer. Now, prayer is not something special or mystical. It's really just talking to God. And this prayer says, yes, I want to repent and believe God. Um, so you can read through it there. Um, and in a moment, like it just says quite simply, Dear Father, I'm sorry I've been living my life without you as my God. I admit I deserve your judgment and I cannot fix this myself. Please forgive me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. Thank you that Jesus rose from the dead and is alive today. Please help me now to live with Jesus as my Saviour and Lord. Now, if you want to, if you do want to pray that, then I'm going to ask this all to kind of, uh, I'll lead us through that prayer line by line. And you can just pray it um, silently in your head and in your heart. If this is what you want to say to God today. Uh, so let's, let's pray this together. Dear Father, I'm sorry I've been living with, uh, I'm sorry I've been living my life without you as my God. I admit I deserve your judgment and I cannot fix this myself. Please forgive me. Thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. Thank you that Jesus rose from the dead and is alive today. Please help me now to live with Jesus as my Saviour and Lord. Amen. Now I want to say that uh, if you pray that prayer for the first time today, then, well, praise God, God and the angels, and I am rejoicing that you have since come home to God's family. You've turned back and joined God's kingdom as one of his people. 
So please do tell someone. Maybe tell the person uh, who invited you today, uh, the, the person who brought you along. Or you can go back to um, euconnect.me. We tested this. The, uh, if you go back to, uh, in your browser on your phone to euconnect.me, um, there's a box that you can cl uh, click on questions or comments. And you can write a comment there or a question. Uh, I think all the questions the public meetings team will make sure they get to me. And I'd love to respond to your questions. Uh, but you can put a comment there like, prayed the prayer for the first time or can't wait to read Uncover. Um, or uh, other questions or comments you have. Uh, so that's something you could do even now. And especially if you did pray that prayer. Uh, but in terms of what's next, yeah, do take the advantage, take advantage of the opportunity to read the rest of the story, uh, perhaps with a friend. Or uh, we're going to have Arvid tea in a sec, so please do come and chat with me or with um, others here, maybe the friend who brought you, uh, as you keep trying to uncover Jesus and see him for yourself. Thanks, Alex. Uh, thanks, Ben. So that uh, just about concludes today's public meeting. Uh, like Ben said, I really hope that you take the time to really think about what your next step might be. Uh, whether it's talking uh, to someone right now during afternoon tea or Ben or myself uh, about uh, what you think about Jesus and what you think about Mark's Gospel so far. Uh, so how about I pray to close and then we'll head to afternoon tea which will be served out of the Lord. Shall we please pray with you? Uh, dear God, we thank you so much for sending your son. Uh, we thank you that he proclaims you and gives us a taste of your kingdom to come. But we pray that you will help us to continually live for you. And Lord, please help us to continually remember the good things that you do for us. Amen.